This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Now, the holidays are the season for whining and dining, and no one's getting more whining and dining done than Yoshinobu Yamamoto. He is really who, um, crushing these meetings. Yeah, huh? apparently he had dinner at Steve Cohen's house uh, for the Mets, and then I think dinner with the Yankees, and now uh, Morosi, John Morosi, reporting that uh, he's FaceTiming with Bryce Harper today as part of the <laughs> Phillies presentation. So he's making his... Uh, his northeastern swing right now in his uh, his whirlwind tour of free agency at the moment. He's milking those steak dinners as many as he can get uh, out of this deal. Which, hey, listen, if you know you're going to get paid and you know you're going to you know be able to have your choice of teams, I think that's a a, a really nice strategy. Um, there weren't a ton of moves this weekend, but well, the Diamondbacks remained active. Yeah, that was a big one. They uh, re-signed outfielder Lourdes Gurriel Jr. three-year, forty-two million dollar deal, coming off his best season. Uh, I guess there's an option for a fourth year and an opt-out after the second year. So it's not just A.J. Preller who does these weird contracts with opt-ins and opt-outs anymore. They're all over the place in baseball. Uh, There was an interesting rumor yesterday that came out that I wanted to get your take on in particular. And this was also a Morosi uh, nugget. He said the Minnesota Twins are listening to trade offers for Max Kepler as well as Jorge Polanco. But I would think Max Kepler would be the one that might be of interest to the Padres, given that they now need a center fielder with Trent Grisham gone, and they actually need two outfielders. He's got one year left on his deal. They picked up his club option, $10 million, last year of his contract. Pretty affordable for a guy who's a a solid three-war type player, a plus defender, um, has been a you know quietly in a in a place of the country that we don't watch very often. He's been a very solid player over the years and would be a clear upgrade for the Padres over what they've gotten offensively the last couple of years out of Trent Grisham. Is that someone that you think the Padres should try to make a trade offer for? The Twins are said to be looking for something the Padres don't have an abundance of, and that is starting help. pitching. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's. I don't think it's a match. I just don't think the two teams are a fit. Would you be willing to give up one of the guys you just got from the Yankees for <laughs> one year of Max Kepler? I mean, I, I think Max Kepler is an interesting player. He's he's the guy, though, he's been tagged with the oft-injured. He's he's really good when he's playing. I, I'm looking at his... his um, 
his stat cast right now. I mean, my God, yeah, it's mostly red, dude. The guy, the guy can straight up mash when he's when he's on the field. Uh, like you said, plus defender, um, but you know, he's not he's not a burner by any stretch. But that that really doesn't matter, man. Can you hit? Can you hit for power a little bit? And uh, can you play good center field? And it looks like he can. Hits the ball hard. Catches a lot of barrels. Um, doesn't chase a ton. Doesn't whiff a ton. I. It seems like a fit, but if they're looking for starting pitching, I don't know that we have any to give. Unless may I interest you in a Jay Groom, Minnesota? You know, I, I really don't know. I don't. I don't think you're. They're going to pull the trigger on something. They're going to want one of your, you know, your Snellings, your Lescos, or or maybe even somebody off of the, the big league roster. The yeah, Ab- the I, I, I was thinking like a, a Burrito or a Vasquez might be of interest to them. The the question is, can the Padres afford to give up right. even one of those guys? <laughs> Right now, they've done a decent. AJ Preller's done a decent job in building some depth right now in pitching. Thanks to the Soto trade, they're not as you know top heavy as they were last year with with Snell and Lugo and Waka. But there's options now with with Vasquez, Brito, King, Avila coming back. Uh, you know, as a possible starting option as well. There are guys, but if you eat into that depth. By trading it away, it's just well, all of a sudden now you're less less top heavy and and still not that deep as well. So it's a concern and something that the Padres might not be able to afford. I mean, it's a, to give up at this point. It's a big. What's his? I need to look at his games played and stuff. But like, what's his? He he just again he's tagged with that oft injured thing. He's kind of constantly banged up, uh, from what I understand. So yeah, he had 438 abs last year. Um, He's played yeah, he's last, like 120 yeah, games. Yeah, about 120 basically. games a season each of the last few years. Yep. So, I mean, you know, you got to account for a quarter of the season, essentially, missing him. Um, if history is any indicator, um, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, I don't, I just don't see them matching up very well because still in, in that he hit 260, 24 homers, yeah. 816 OPS last year. I mean, huge doesn't, offensive upgrade. Doesn't, at, doesn't strike out at a, ton. a price you're not going to find anywhere else. Yeah. 10 million bucks for a player. Is, 10 is million a right now is, is nothing. It's a straight up bargain. So, um, yeah, I would probably explore that with them if they're listening. You know, there's there's a lot of other names on the the market outfielder wise. I don't know, but the Guriel deal, you know, that that just again, that's another division rival, and and they were being praised all weekend for winning and then improving the team um, because the the Diamondbacks made the World Series and they've gone out and they've improved their team dramatically so far. Doesn't mean doesn't mean they're going to win even more games than they did last year. Uh, doesn't mean they're going to. We've we are a perfect example of getting far. And then completely going back the other direction. So that could easily happen to the Diamondbacks. But I got, if you're a Diamondbacks fan, you're pretty stoked about what your opening day roster looks like if they don't make any other moves. Your rotation is set. You feel like your bullpen is set. And you feel like your infield and outfield, you're pretty good. And they're still in the market, I saw, for a DH. They're going to be looking at J.D. Martinez, maybe a Jock Peterson. Like, they're not done yet either. So these are all teams in your division that are making moves, and you know we're resetting and dumping salary right now. I can see why Padres fans are up in arms. All right, we need a contestant for Take on Woods. Last two games of the year, today and tomorrow, last chance to qualify for the getaway to Vegas, steakhouse, dinner, and uh, concert tickets, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. Give you a couple of minutes to call in while I ask Woods, did you watch any football yesterday? Very little. Very little. Very little. Very little. I saw um, some of the Bills-Cowboys games. Absolute route. Yep. All of a sudden, the Bills, I thought you'd like this. 
Did you hear what Josh Allen said after the game? No. So the Bills rushed for 266 yards and a 31-10 oh, yeah. win. I did see this. He said, I'm like the guy who got an A, even though I didn't contribute to the group project. What did he throw, 90 94, yards? 94 yards, <laughs> one touchdown. Didn't have to do anything, let everybody else do the heavy lifting. And the Bills, all of a sudden, they've won three of four. They're looking like the team we thought they might be at the beginning of the season, a dangerous AFC contender in what is a wide-open conference. Because even though the Chiefs beat the Patriots, was not an impressive win. They had to have it. They got it. But by no stretch of the imagination, did they look like the old Chiefs at all? The Dolphins look good, but they were playing the Jets, and, and it's hard to really evaluate whether they're good or not. Ravens got a solid win last night against the Jaguars. They're currently the number one seed, but none of these teams in the AFC screams no. dominant, dominant team to beat. You know, They're definitely the, the Super Bowl contender in the AFC, like in the NFC where the 49ers scream that to me right now. The 49ers are the team to beat. The Dallas Cowboys look like they were the flavor of the the month for the last couple of weeks. Just got their their hats handed to them in Buffalo. They're kind of going back to, are are we really good or are we not really good? The Eagles are going in the wrong direction right now. Jalen Hurts is an iffy proposition for tonight's Monday Night Football game. I guess he's ill. ill. It's gotten worse, so they downgraded him to questionable for the game against the Seahawks tonight. It's the 49ers conference to lose in the NFC, but in the AFC, anybody could take this right now, including the Bills. Got to like where they're at right now, the way they're playing at the moment. No doubt. All right, we get some uh, people calling in. It is time to play. Let's get to some Take on Woods. It's time for Take on Woods. 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 All right, we got a guy who wants to get in before the end of the month. Good morning, guy. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. How are you doing? We're good. We're good. All right, Woods is gone, so uh, you control the game for now. If you can beat or tie him, we will add you to our grand prize drawing for the month. Tonight, stay at the Westgate, Las Vegas, dinner at Edge Steakhouse, and two tickets to Barry Manilow at the International Theater. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Better yet, win them from Ben and Woods here on Take on Woods. Here are the categories today. Still have the mystery category sitting there. We got That's the Ticket, five song titles that start with the word that's. And uh, after we did Let's Do the 70s and eight, or the 80s and 90s last week, we got Let's Do the 60s and 70s. Those are five songs from those decades that start with the word let's. So, Guy, mystery category That's the Ticket or Let's Do the 60s and 70s? Let's do the. Uh, uh... The first one. The mystery category. No, no, no. No, that's the ticket. That's the ticket. All right. He wants that's the ticket. Again, five song titles that start with the word that's. T-H-A-T apostrophe S. That's. All right. You'll have 60 seconds to answer as many as you don't know an answer. We'll come back to it. First question's the two-second song. Paul, you'll cue it up. You need to give me the title. Starts with that's and the artist to score that point, and we'll go on from there. Guy, you ready? Go for it. All right, 60 seconds on the clock. The category, that's the ticket. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, guy. Let's take on Woods. That's all. In Genesis, correct. Casey and the Sunshine Band sings, Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it, in which funky 1975 hit? That's the way I like it. Correct. The title of which major hit for crooner Dean Martin includes the Italian word for love? 
Morris. Correct. Dion Warwick, Elton John, Stevie Wonder, and Gladys Knight all got together in 1985 to record which charity single to benefit AIDS research? Uh, that's what love is for. Incorrect. Lucky for you, Bruno Mars sings about some of his favorite fancy things in which 2017 Grammy winner for Song of the Year. Uh, that's what I like. That's what I like. You could have gotten five out of five. You're going to kick yourself, guy. It's that's what friends are for, not that's what love is for. Mm. But that I wonder could if that's going to be the difference. I wonder if that's going to be it. Four out of five. You got the rest of them. That's all. Genesis. I'll give Phil Collins correct for that one. Let's bring Woods back in. Quiet in here. Guy had a uh, well, well, well. We'll explain afterwards. <laughs> Guy is your uh, opponent. Oh, He's hanging on the line. He's Sixty seconds good. back on the clock. Strong. Player. He's always good. Woods doesn't get the category. Makes it tougher. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Woods. Let's take on Guy. That's all by Genesis. Correct. Casey and the Sunshine Band sings "Uh huh, uh huh, I like it." In which funky 1975 hit? Pass. The title of which major hit for crooner Dean Martin includes the Italian word for love? Uh, that's Amore? Correct. Dion Warwick, Elton John, Stevie Wonder, and Gladys Knight all got together in 1985 to record which charity single to benefit AIDS research? So We Are the World? No. Lucky for you, Bruno Mars sings about some of his favorite fancy things in which 2017 Grammy winner for Song of the Year. Pass. Casey and the Sunshine Band sings Uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it, in which funky 1975 hit. That's the way. Correct. Uh, Lucky for you, Bruno Mars sings about some of his favorite fancy things, in which 2017 Grammy winner for Song of the Year. That's my taint. That's what I like. sticking to it. And you lose. Four to three Uh, to Guy. Who who also missed That's What Friends Are For. He got a lot closer. He said That's What Love Is For. Couldn't give it to him, but you didn't uh, have That's What Friends Are For. Congratulations, Guy. You have not only won, you've won a, uh, a Christmas-themed Daily Diddy selection tomorrow as well. Elisa said uh, Woods is on break already. Yeah, you couldn't be more uh, could not be more accurate. So, Guy, congratulations. Uh, hang on the line. Paul, will get your information. During the break, uh, one of the last people to qualify for our trip to Vegas I, in 2023. It's one of those rare Take on Woods where I don't like any of those songs. None of them. Not one the of them. The category was called That's the Ticket. They all started that's. with the word that. Okay. So that's all. That's the way. That's Amore. That's what friends are for and that's what i like in fact i think i hate most of those songs you do yeah i think so can't like you you hate that's all by genesis dude oh no come on i can see the other ones can get under your skin maybe that's all genesis when they're good they're great when they're bad they're horrible horrible but it's always a shame it's just just the the game it's just the same that's all that guy wore the uh the old school. Oh, you did. Yeah. That's why I was quiet when you walked back in. I was like, oh, we're repping the 2018. If we're going to act like it. I'm going to dress <laughs> like it. That's, uh, that Thro- was... Throwback payroll, throwback, yeah, throwback Woods throwback uh, Monday. sweatshirt. Yeah, it's exactly right. right. You, know, you guys are going to act like it. I'm, going, I'm bringing back the blue and white. All right, we're going to, uh, we'll do Don't Do This coming up next. Well, and... you had a gnarly one. Murder? Yeah, murder. Involving uh, the NBA, G League, nasty story from over the weekend. We can get to that one coming up and more. Next with Ben and Woods, we'll be back after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word. And podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? Oh, I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. You moron. You're a dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. You can tune in to kick off with Boomer and Valenti every Friday at 6 p.m. here on 97.3 The Fan, always live on the free Odyssey app. They pack it all into one-hour previews of games, picks, and more. Presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it and by Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. All right, I will uh, start our last week of Don't Do This in 2023 with a gnarly story out of the G League where Chance Comanche... A uh, player with the Stockton Kings and a 19-year-old woman are facing open murder charges in Nevada in the death of a 23-year-old woman who had gone missing in Las Vegas. Her body was found in a desert area in Henderson, Nevada. Uh, Comanche was apprehended by FBI agents on Friday in California, in Sacramento, being held without bail. Uh, His... uh, Alleged accomplice Sakari Harnden arrested Wednesday in Las Vegas on kidnapping charges, detained on $500,000 bail. According to Las Vegas police, Rogers was out with friends, had a prearranged meeting with Harnden, who brought Comanche, her boyfriend, with her. And I guess the details of what happened after that will will come out in the investigation and if this ends up uh, going into a trial. But the police early on suspected foul play. 
and uh, obtained the arrest warrants and now are um, charging them both with open murder in Nevada. What team is he? He's the with? Stockton Kings, which is has got to be Sacramento. Yeah, I think right? it's the yeah. G League team of the um, the Sacramento Kings. Good so. Lord, man, throw it all away, dude! Nineteen years old, playing in the G League, terrible, terrible. Yeah. Played at uh, Arizona College Basketball. Did appear in one NBA game with the Portland Trailblazers last season. Terrible, man. All yeah. right, this is a little bit more lighthearted, but uh, we uh, I guess the theme of today's show is too much, too fast, right? So Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets, as he's known in New York. I mean, he's taking New York by storm. Not an easy place to do it. His agent, of course, uh, Sean Stellato, taking the world by storm. Did you see his outfit yesterday? Of course yesterday. I did. He showed up. He looked like a leprechaun. He was all green, <laughs> green. greened out with the fedora. Well, Darren Ravel, who is, uh, this is his own personal JFK. He is really on top of this story here. So <laughs> there was a restaurant that wanted to get in on the uh, Tommy DeVito craze. It's called Coniglio's Pizzeria and Bakery. It's in Morristown, New Jersey. It says, unfortunately, we will no longer have Tommy DeVito at the restaurant this Tuesday. They said they were told his fee increased from $10,000 to $20,000 after the win against the Packers and the small family-owned business said, we can't afford twenty. No friggin' way. Yeah, I can't believe you could afford ten, and we were gonna. I, not that I can't believe it's you a can lot afford of ten to sell. I, I can't believe you were gonna offer Devito to come in and sign uh, autographs, but they did. So Tommy Stellato, Sean, Sean Stellato said, "Oh, it's too bad we never had a signed deal in place, and they were promoting it before we had a signed deal." So you think that's the end of the story? But it's not. Darren Ravel doing some digging here. This is his like. This is his Pulitzer Prize moment here. <laughs> he has a DM from the agent himself that says, okay, please modify the agreement. I think the 30 minutes over is something I'm going to have to run past Tommy at a 60-40 split. Might work. We're good on two hours, 10 grand, 250 autographs. So he agrees in writing here in this DM. Now, that begs the question. Is that an official contract? Yes. Here we go. We are good on the two hours, ten grand, two fifty, and now we wait for the. F- now, who looks like the butthole here? Tommy DeVito and his agent. Well, you really should never have even signed up for the ten grand to begin with, because it looks really small time to have a NFL starting quarterback making appearances at <laughs> restaurants during a game week. I mean, you don't see Patrick Mahomes going out, and well, you might. I don't. I don't we don't live do. in Kansas. I mean, City. I never saw Philip Rivers doing appearances in San Diego during like a week of a game at a restaurant. Signing He's down autographs. at Wahoo's Fish Tacos yeah. for two hours <laughs> for ten grand. I really, I mean, yet- that's not even really the point. The point for me was like, well, dude, like if you if you agree to it in a DM, then you agree to it. Go and and guys, you're talking. You know, they're not asking you to get back there and flip pies. You don't actually have to work. You have to hang out, meet your fans. $10,000? You don't know, Tommy, you don't know how many more $10,000 offers you're going to get, bro. This could end tomorrow. Right. Well, he needs to take advantage of it because his uh, his star is burning bright now, but yeah. it, could, it could dim quickly, and it actually uh, did. Maybe he might be thinking that 10000 is looking good after yesterday's performance, by the way, against the Saints. They lost 24-6, to and Tommy Cutlet's... Uh, did not have a great game so yesterday. So if I'm the restaurant, I call back and go, all right, how about five grand now after that performance yesterday? I mean, talk about how the uh, the, the star has uh, has waned for both the reigning players of the week. Remember, it was yep, Zach, uh, Zach Wilson. Wilson and Tommy DeVito. 
And both of them had terrible games yesterday. Yeah. Terrible games. Yeah, Back that's... to exactly who they were beforehand. Uh, so, yeah, maybe he should have just taken the 10 grand and gone with it. Yeah, you signed an autograph, man. All right, finally, do do this. D-D, mega do-do. It's, it's not the greatest golf tournament in the world to watch, but I love seeing the PNC Championship. It's that... It's mother, son, father, son. Um, it's the family tournament yeah, that they so, play in so Florida rad. every year. Tiger plays it with Charlie Woods. They, of course, were the center of attention, and they shot a 61 yesterday, finished fifth. Bernhard Longer and his son ended up winning the tournament, but the team that stole the show, I think, was uh, Annika Sorenstam and her, I think it's 12-year-old son, Will McGee. Sweet little Like angel. the youngest competitor in the tournament. Having so much fun, and you just have to love the fact that they make this possible. It's not the, it's not the players who love this. They know that their kids like this is the the dream for them. Could and, you imagine? And I mean, how cool? Yeah, I mean, he was just reveling in it all week. And this was the interview a Golf Channel afterwards got a little emotional with, with Annika and her son Will McGee talking about the experience of uh, participating and competing in this tournament over the weekend. Just your second year, you've been holding some huge putts, waving to the crowds. Just describe this experience for you this week. Um, it's the best week of my year and life I have, and it's so much fun being able to do it with her. And thank you, PNC, for everything. <laughs> I can see tears Annika's in your eyes. Like, yeah, I know it was an emotional here. walk down 18. Was it emotional for you, Annika? It is, because <laughs> it's so much fun. We have a good time together, and... We've, I mean, obviously, we want to do a little better today. Um, but I think just walking together and having a good time. And I was walking pretty fast on 18. He says, slow down, mommy. I want to enjoy this moment. So I think that's kind of what we did. Oh, it's adorable. Oh, they're just breaking up now. Hey, mom, where's the fire? Uh, I, don't, I know you've got to do this a million times. I've seen Tiger walk up 18 on a major. I want to take I my time with the galleries. <laughs> the sweetest thing. Eat up dude. all the attention. And, mommy, um, mommy, please slow down. Please. But... Uh, We'll see. I mean, Tiger, again, he, he looked he looked pretty decent. I mean, he hits the ball. Charlie hits the ball a mile, too. He's got that old Tiger swing, that violent swing. Charlie's going to probably have back surgeries and ankle surgery sometime in his future, the way he just violently swings the ball like Tiger used to. But Tiger still flies it over 300 yards, even with all the injuries and everything that they that he's had. I'm curious to see if he's going to be competitive at all next season Charlie when he gets back out there. Hits absolute tanks. He does. Tanks. He was 345. Yeah, drove a par 4 twice, on the green two tw- times. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Pretty uh pretty Kids fun a, stuff. What a buck 10? Yeah. He just <laughs> like he waved after the ball. I saw him getting dragged for that. I'm oh, like, that was so fun. Have fun, dude. Jesus, man. Bunch of old Get off my lawns. I thought it was awesome. Got to be tough to be Tiger's son and the expectations that would come with Bro, that, that on the golf that, course. That may be, I mean, like our own beloved Tony Gwynn Jr., he could probably speak to expectations. Yeah? yeah. Right? I would think he'd be a, an authority on the subject. 100%. But, I mean, Tony's up there. Certainly. Tony's way up there. Tiger Woods, and you're in the same arena as him, and he's playing there with you? Like... The pressure that that kid's... And it seems like he just doesn't bother him at all. He's got a pretty good head on his shoulders. Um, it's going to be fun to watch how that materializes. Tony man. does such a great job... 100%. Of, of, ...of carrying on that legacy. Yes. Not that, I mean, he was ever going to get 3,000 hits, but right. just the you know the kindness and the honoring of his dad's no legacy. He never... 
never like gets tired of it and goes, ah, can we just stop talking about yeah, it? Yeah. Never, never hear him say never. that. Never. Ever. He honors his dad by just being a good yeah, guy. He does. A good just a genuinely right. good, positive guy. Yep. And I can imagine there are some kids of successful athletes who just kind of get a little bitter about it, like always living in the shadow and yeah. it can never be as good as dad. And, and Tony, at least every, every moment I've seen him, has embraced it. And honored his dad's legacy and done a phenomenal job. 100%. So, a little shout out to him as part of a don't and do do this for a Monday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. If you were with us last week, you know we've been uh, looking back at our favorite moments of 2023. We're going a month at a time. Uh, we're already up to September, and we'll get to our look back from September oh, in our man. next segment. We're about to open a whole can of worms. Oh my, I, Those this, guys, these guys are still after this, Ben. Yes, He's I have, getting, he gets trounced. I had a take that has... <laughs> he gets trounced. I still see it every day. They're coming after lit you. up a certain corner of the internet... Dead. And again, put them on my tr- my trail for the last couple of months. Ever since I said it, here we go. Uh, so we'll get to our look back from September coming up next with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, ninety seven three, the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Just to quickly update everybody, since we brought it up last week, the uh, losing streak now stands at 23 consecutive games for the Detroit Pistons. 28 the record? 20, uh, there's two different records. It was like... uh, 26 and 29 are the one season and then across two seasons records, both by the Philadelphia 76ers. They have a winnable. I mean, is any game winnable when you no. lost 23 in a row? <laughs> no. Tonight at the Atlanta Hawks. So that's the uh, the next opportunity. Now, the team that was chasing them, San Antonio Spurs, broke their 18-game losing streak by beating the Lakers on Saturday night. Ooh. So, yeah, big upset, but uh, the Pistons are still going strong. I don't know what fascinates me about long losing streaks. They're almost more exciting than long winning streaks 
in my book. Yeah, unless you're a fan of the team. Unless you're a yeah. fan of that team. But watching from afar, I'm just jealous of the teams with long winning streaks. I remember but the long losing streaks are gnarly. I remember being a kid, and every year uh, for Christmas, my my dad's parents would get me a subscription to Sports Illustrated. And I remember seeing that Orioles. Remember that they started the season oh and oh and 20, twenty something. And I, or something? I mean, yeah. I, I still remember. Like I remember what it looks like, just the look yes. of dejection, whatever. And I remember getting it out of the mailbox and going, "Wow, that's a lot of games in a row uh, to lose." That would not be a good way to start the season. Nineteen eighty-eight, the uh, Orioles twenty-one games. Twenty-one, 21. Games. Oh, and twenty-one. I mean, you know your season's over. You're done. And April's not even done yet. So rough, man. There's no way to come back from that. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'll be like, hey, let's we rip off seven in a row. We're seven and twenty-one. You know, it's just brutal, <laughs> brutal. So. Uh, I don't know how they finished that year. I don't think it was very good. But I don't know, Benny. Sometimes like a streak of futility can be tough to watch. Remember Chris Davis, another Oriole. Remember, <laughs> went uh, 54 and 107. Holy crap. What a <laughs> year. Remember Chris Davis yes. when he over, was over yeah. 54 oh my or whatever God. it was? Oh. I, I hated it. I did not like watching it at all. And I <laughs> couldn't care less about the Orioles. I felt for that man so bad. So it's kind of interesting. I think this transitions into our 2023 look back because the Padres had a a bizarre streak of futility, you could call it, this yeah. last year. And it wasn't a long losing streak. It was simply the inability to win more than three games in a row, correct? Yeah, three was the max. I mean, it wasn't that. It was baffling. I mean, they get to three, and then they lose every single time. Every single time. And you just didn't know what happened. What was it, like 11... Something straight times they get to three or however many streaks they had, and they could not it was win. It was beyond excruciating. The fourth in a row. So finally in September, long after it really made a difference. In September, dude. They won their fourth game in a row. And uh, we showed up on the morning of September 18th after the first four-game winning streak of the year. We blew it out that morning to celebrate. This is our look back from uh, September. 2023. 1-0 to Smith. Kerr delivers. And that's it in the air. Out to right field. Fernando fighting the sun a little bit. Using his glove to shield his eyes. He makes the catch and the ball game is over. For the first time this season, the Padres have won four straight. The Padres have won four straight. The Padres have won four straight. (laughs) Okay, so we talked about day one of spring training, what our goal was. Our goal was to win a World Series. There's steps along the way, right? We got to the first one here. Yeah. We got to the first one. In September. There's a few more to party <laughs> with, but I'll tell you what. The first one should be celebrated and celebrated hard. Drink up, man. The Padres have won four straight. Let's go, San Diego. Let's go. San Diego. I mean, this is this is what you do it for, and I'm really proud of the guys. I'm excited for everybody. Let's go! Hey, it's our house right here, baby. The Padres have won four straight. This feels so much sweeter than anywhere any any other win that we've had, man. The Padres have won four straight. 
you know, it's a credit to them. They know, you know, they they know what was what was ready for us at the end, and you you keep your eye on that all the time. You know, no matter how many punches, like you said, yeah. that you take along the way, if you really really are convicted in, in what it's going to look like at the end, then then you end up <laughs> in the place we are right now. The Padres have won four straight. Is it extra sweet? Because you finally won four in a row. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> All right, we went a little over the top. As we as we should have. As we should have. That was September 18th, man. 150 the season games. started in April, for the love of God. I, can't, I was like, it's got to every Every time, I'm like, All right, you, you got to get this done. You just have to so we can move on. I think it was games 147 through 150. That's absolutely and Then they went incredible. and did it again. They did it again. And again. again. Yeah. They had th- I think technically, one was an eight-game winning streak, but they had three four-game winning streaks in the last 20 days of the season oh, after having Lord. none of them. The first five and a half months of the year. I loved that intro, and that's the only. That's how we do things around here. It's always it's, that was a laugh to keep from crying. That's a yeah, that's a laugh moment. So yeah, so you don't break down and cry, man. That was a brilliant, brilliant intro by one Paul Rindel. So funny, man. Also so funny. in September, I got in big trouble, dude, with the UFO crew out there. We'll get to that after a check of traffic here on ninety-seven three. The fan. So I'm trying to remember exactly how the topic came up back in September. I think there were two two things. Paul, I just remembered there was the whole Mexican government alien autopsy mm-hmm. story. Yep. Turned out not not to be real, of course. And there was also there was also those weird lights in the sky over San Diego that looked like kind of like flares that were just hovering and dropping. Yeah, UFOs. in San Diego that you what people did not know unidentified flying objects in the night sky in San Diego around that same time. So there was a lot of talk about the extraterrestrial and unexplained phenomenon, and it led to a discussion between the three of us, the two of you who are uh, fully on board with the the concept of the UFOs and extraterrestrials, and the one of us who is... uh, who is a little more skeptical than the other two? Well, you, we paint, you painted yourself as logical, and that the rest of us are illogical, <laughs> that's, and that's I that's think, what the, got us. Skepticism is one thing, but calling everybody else a moron <laughs> because they believe <laughs> is not the best way to do Fine. it. <laughs> let's uh, let's roll it back to September in our list. <laughs> he doesn't believe. He doesn't so believe. Defensive. He's so defensive about it. It's not like it makes you dumb to believe in UFOs. Ben thinks it does. It doesn't. Ew, it. it it makes me question your logic hurts. and critical thinking skills a little bit. How dare you? How dare you think? <laughs> I hope they snatch him up. I hope they come down and they snatch you up. Probe me? He still wouldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Explain well, run differential, Ben. <laughs> this is why it's a myth, you idiots. <laughs> oh, my God. It wasn't yesterday's game a perfect example of why run differential doesn't matter. <laughs> Moron. He's arguing with him. No, no you don't understand. It's just bad luck, Look at guys. All these teams. We are the only plus team. You are a moron. <laughs> you just get zapped away forever. And then they wipe your memory so they have no memory of what happened afterwards. Oh, God. Ben arguing with aliens about run differential. It was my favorite argument of last year, uh, by far. By far. You know we could we could have a negative uh, run differential this year and still win a lot of ball games. Well, maybe twenty twenty 
four will be the year where we finally make contact with extraterrestrials. Maybe we make contact with a runner on third and less than two outs would also be another year for contact. That would be great. If I'm Mike Schilt, that's exactly what I'm preaching uh, this year is contact. Make contact. First contact. Make first contact, please. Um, I and again, I do believe that there are other. There's life out there in the universe somewhere. I just don't know that it can fly here and visit us. Again, that, that technology seems like if it existed, someone would have stopped by at this point. They may have. That's what we're we're all saying is we, that they might have. And we would. There would be some evidence of it. There, I believe there is. What is Area Fifty One, Ben? Yeah, Ben. It's an area. It is an area, but <laughs> allegedly, Nevada, I believe in a desert. I thought it was in. Is it in Nevada? Yeah. I think it's in the Nevada desert. So that is a a place. Uh, it's a highly classified U.S. Air Force facility, and that's where, again, Ben. I think some of that evidence may exist. It's great, though, that the aliens only fly to the highly classified facilities. <laughs> they don't just no. drop in. No, they, to, drop, you know, no. they drop in. Target, and you and know, and they're in found, or, and they they're they're brought in. Well, there. then, who are the people that are finding them? Why aren't they coming forward with? I think lots they, of evidence. I think maybe they have. I think they have. People but, like you just laugh them out and, of the room. And, and our government is so efficient in suppressing all of the evidence and they're secretly keeping it to themselves. And not one person, I assume there are a lot of people who work at Area 51. There's not just like one guy. And all of them have been absolutely secretive yeah. their entire you ever, lives. You ever hear of an NDA, a non disclosure agreement? Yeah, and I've seen them broken all the time. So I don't know, man. I don't know. You can fly I, to other countries that don't have installations. I don't know. Be all over the news. I do not know. I just know that uh, I, I, there's too much. It, it's, it would seem like a, a waste of time and resources, which we know the government's pretty good at wasting time that and resources true. as well. But to have all of that, you know, highly classified area and, and do all this study and research, there's something out there. You can't, would you admit that there's something out there that, is probably inexplicable to the the human brain right now. Yeah, I would say there are mysteries that are still beyond us. Yes. I mean, that it wouldn't wouldn't be logical that we have learned everything there is to learn about the universe at this point. I mean, we're constantly making new discoveries. What we thought was magic in uh, you know two thousand years ago is science now. Yeah. It makes sense that in two thousand years, things that would seem like magic now will just be normal science then. So I do agree that there are still things we don't know. And there is the inexpli- inexplicable out there. Yes, I agree. I agree. All we're right, we're uh, not dummies for thinking. So. Uh, I've got a couple of minutes here before the top it of the hour. It does make me question your critical thinking abilities. That killed me. It killed me. And he still gets roasted. Are? He still gets roasted to this day. <laughs> uh, your San Diego Seals dropped their second game of the season on the road. They did. I watched uh, it. They lost to the Buffalo Bandits 12-9. to So those are the defending, defending champions. NLL champions, the Bandits. And they had to go all the way to Buffalo to play them. And it was a good game. Really good game. You watched it. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Uh, they will be back home on the 29th yep. to take on the Rochester Nighthawks. We'll be, be there. back on the microphone. Uh, the Soccers are 4-0. They won twice, uh, once on the road and once at home last night at Pechanga Arena uh, to keep uh, their streak going. So that's good. And let's see. Gulls lost on Saturday against Henderson. Any other local action over the weekend that I'm missing? USD won in basketball over Portland State. Are you asking Paul and I if there's any <laughs> yeah. other local action uh, that you the, missed? Uh, the Aztecs have been off for finals basketball. They're back tomorrow against the University of St. Catherine. 
Um, and then they play on Thursday against Stanford. So. We actually have tickets to both of those games. We will be giving away some tickets to uh, San Diego State basketball. But So this is a tune-up game. Essentially, they're playing an NAIA opponent. That's a, it's a grandiose name, University of St. Catherine, for a, a small NAIA, NAIA school, I think, up in San Marcos. Uh, but they're 8-2. It's, it's, it's basically so you don't come off a 12-day finals break and have to play a tough Stanford yep. team, and you're all... Like rusty, and you know you've forgotten how to shoot over that time. So you play a maybe a lesser opponent to get back into the groove, and then you play your final game before Christmas against a Pac-12 opponent on Thursday at Viejas Arena. So that's the schedule this week uh, for San Diego State basketball. Probably no line in that game, I would imagine. Uh, for the St. Catherine game, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. You need to handle business. Yeah, you just shake off the rust from yeah. finals. Get back into action. This can't be and get one of those. To play this, Sanford. This can't be one of those buzzer beaters, though. You know what I mean? No, it's that like, would be a bad sign. <laughs> that'd be a bad sign. <laughs> that'd be, I mean, Dutch said, "Hey, they're eight and two for a reason." You yep. Even against lesser opponents, you're playing some good basketball, so we got to take them seriously. But they're also they're preparing for Stanford right now as well. They're kind of doing the dual preparation and, and making sure that they'll be uh, they'll good to go for Thursday's game, okay. which will be a more important one in terms of metrics. And This one doesn't even count in metrics, I think, because it's not an NCAA opponent. So that's the uh, college basketball schedule this week coming up. Um, and then, of course, uh, Monday Night Football tonight here on 97.3 The Fan. we got the Eagles and the Seahawks from Seattle. It's an important game for both teams. Uh, as they're both in the playoff hunt in the NFC, but we still don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to play uh, tonight. And I don't think Geno Smith is – he's hurt as well. So oh it could be kind of backfired on the NFL a little bit. Remember, this was the first ever flex this was Monday flexed night in. game. Yes, It was supposed right. to be Chiefs against Patriots, which was probably smart to flex out. It wasn't a great game yesterday. They moved that one from today to yesterday. And they moved the Eagles-Seahawks game from yesterday to tonight. So the first ever flexed Monday Night Football game, but they might be without both of the starting quarterbacks. Marcus Mariota against Drew Locke tonight. So, yeah, sign me, up. Sign me up for that on a uh, Monday night, certainly. Um, yeah, I don't... Both teams need to win this game. I mean, this is, this is big for, for both of these squads. So, I mean, you know... Mariota's been in the league a long, long time. You feel fairly confident that he can get the job done. Well, the Eagles win. They take over first place again in the NFC East because of the Cowboys' yep. loss yesterday. So it's it's a big one for them. Keeps them tied with the 49ers, even though the Niners obviously have the uh, the tiebreaker, tiebreaker with the head-to-head. Don't know that the Niners are going to lose again. They may be rolling to the number 1 seed, but you certainly want to at least win your division and get the home playoff game if you're the Eagles. And so they got to stay ahead of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, meanwhile, Seattle is at 6-6. Seven, but right now seven and seven is good enough to be in a playoff position. The Rams are in a playoff spot right now. They have a huge game, by the way, against seven and seven New Orleans on Thursday night. I, I'm still blown away that New Orleans is seven and seven. <laughs> I have to say, right now, if you had asked me what New Orleans, I'm like, oh, four wins, maybe five. I can't. I mean, the fact that they're five hundred blows me away. So that's the seven against the eight coming up. That's the probably biggest game of the week in the NFC is the Thursday night game uh, this week. But the Vikings lost. They're seven and seven. The Bucks are seven and seven. The Saints are seven and seven. And the Seahawks, if they won tonight, they'd be seven and seven as well. There are such jam packed playoff races in both conferences. I mean, in the AFC, you've got eight and six teams in the playoffs, but you'll go all the way down to number 11. The Denver Broncos are seven and seven. Steelers seven and seven, Bills eight and six. They're out right now. Texans eight and six are out. Colts eight and six are in. I mean, it's tiebreaker city right now in the NFL. 
All right, we'll come back. Uh, we got two more hours to go. We got more lookbacks ahead. We'll talk more about the Padres and the news from the weekend on the possible payroll coming up in 2024. All ahead with Ben and Woods here on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.